This is the Dafyomi Masechta Review, Masechta Kiddushin, tape number four. For subscription information, write us at Dafyomi Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952, or call 1-888-DAFYOMI. Amagichia is Rabbi Yossi Heber. Masechta Kiddushin, Parakoimer, at the Mishnah, at the bottom of Daf Samach Amar Aleph. And the Mishnah says, If someone gives a woman a pruta, and says, be mikudeshes to me on the condition that later I give you 200 zuzim. So if he fulfills the tanai, the kedushin is good. If he does not fulfill the tanai, then the kedushin is not good. If he says, be mikudeshes if I have 200 zuzim, then the same halacha would apply. If he in fact has 200 zuzim, the kedushin is good. If he does not, the kedushin is not good. Gemara. Rafuna says this kedushin is chal retroactively, since this is a tanai. It can only be chal once the tanai is kayim. Rabbi Yehuda says, the kedushin is chal, but only mikanu lahaba, from when he gives her the extra money. The nafkamina would be, if someone else came along and married her between the time of his first statement and fulfillment of the tanai. According to Rabbi Huna, she would be married to person number one, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, she would be married to person number two, since number one can only be married if and when the tanai is kayim. This same achleikis would apply to a case of get as well. If he says, almanas, something to happen. A woman, if someone owes her money, is more embarrassed to ask for her money than a man would be. This machleikis, the Gemara says, of almanas, is actually a machleikis tanoim. Rabbi says, the klalis kolo eimer almanas me achshav dami. But the chachamim say, until the tanayis kayim, nothing can be chal. So kolo eimer almanas, loy me achshav dami. Mishnah. If a man gave a woman a kedushin, almanas, that I have some land, as big as a base core, so as long as he has that size of land, the kedushin is chal. But if he does not have that size land, the kedushin is not chal. The Gemara. We learned in Baba Basra, if one says to his friend that he's selling a field to him, the size of a base core, and in the field there were ditches that were ten tefachim deep, or rocks that were ten tefachim high, they are not considered to be part of the ten core of Afor, of the land that he said he would give him. But he must give him ten core worth of field, separate and excluding these ditches or rocks. Mishnah, background. The source of being able to include a tanai as part of a business deal, a tanai is a condition, this is learned from B'nai God u B'nai Ruven. In Parshas Masay, we learned that the Shvatim of God and Ruven requested permission from Aisha Rabbeinu to live in Eretz Gilad, which was on the eastern side of the Yarden, across from Eretz Yisrael, which was on the west side of the Yarden, hence the area called the West Bank of Eretz Yisrael today, which is actually the western side of the Jordan River. That's where the term West Bank comes from. Maisha agreed, but stipulated that they first must lead the battle in conquering the land of Canaan. In making this deal, he included a tonight. If B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain will lead the Shvatim in war, then they can have Eretz Gilad for their portion. If, however, they don't fight, then they get a regular portion of land in Eretz Canaan. This is the source of all dinim of Tanai throughout the Torah. And from here, Rameir learns out all the requirements needed for a Tanai. If a tanai was made that didn't include all of these things, then the tanai is invalid, and whatever chalais is being said will take effect no matter if the tanai was fulfilled or it wasn't fulfilled. Rashi lists three requirements for the tanai to be considered a good part of the deal. Number one, it has to be a tanai kofel. Both sides of the tanai must be expressed. This means that you have to say both parts of the tanai. If you pay, the get will be chal. But he also has to say, but if you don't pay, then the get won't be chal. If you don't say both parts, both the positive and the negative, then it's no good. Number two, tanai kaidim lamaisa. 
the tenai must be said before the chalais. In other words, first the person says, if you do the following, that's the tenai, if you do the following, and then the person says what the path will be if you do this particular thing. So, for example, he says, if I give you $50, or if you give me $50, then this will happen. So first you have to say the if, then you have to say what the payoff is. And number three, hein kaidem lalav. First the positive part is said, then the negative. If you do it, then this will happen. But if you don't do it, then this will happen. And the Mishnah says, any tenai that isn't similar to the tenai b'nei god u b'nei ruven, if it isn't a tenai kafel, so if a tenai is not good, i.e. if a get had a tenai which was not kafel, the gerishin will take effect even without the fulfillment of the tenai. As we learned from Aish Rabbeinu, by Bnei God u Bnei Ruben. Michlal hein From a positive thing, you can't automatically learn the negative thing. Rabbi Hananya ben Gamliel says that you can't bring a raya from Aish Rabbeinu, since there he had to express, it was necessary to express, both sides of the Tanai. But normally, it's not necessarily to do that, since we say Michlal hein Once you know the positive side of the Tanai, you can automatically deduce the negative side of the Tanai. You don't necessarily need both sides. Once you know one part, then you know if you don't do it, what it means you won't get the particular thing. And the Gemara says, the story of Maishu Rabbeinu, Tanai God, Tanai B'nai Ruvein, is compared to a mashal l'mahadav daima of a father dividing the property of his children. Rameir learns, Michlal hein, iyat Hashem ben Gamliel says, we say, Michlal hein, at That you could learn, or you could deduce the negative from the positive. The Gemara asks in the case of Avram, who made Eliezer swear that he wouldn't take a wife for Yitzchak from the daughters of Canaan, which was repeated over to Besuel, when told over, and when it was told over to Besuel, it was with a Tanai Kafel, which is a riot to Rameir who says that you do need a Tanai Kafel. Gemara says hard bread with salt and onions is as hard for the body as a body struck with swords. Rashi learns in our Mishnah that Abchananya only argues on Rameir by the Tanai Kafel part. But the other items, he agrees with Rameir, i.e., you do need a Tznai Kaidim Lamaisa, and you do need Hein Kaidim Lalav. Taisus disagrees, and says Rav Hananya argues on all three halachas of Rameir, and says that you don't need any of them for the Tznai to be good. The Rambam in Perak Vav of Hilchasishas, Paskins like Rameir, that every Tznai, whether by Gitin and Kedushin or by Mominus, needs to be a Tznai Kafel, as well as the other halachas, that it has to be Hein Kaidim Lalav and Tznai Kaidim Lamaisa. The Ran, however, brings the riff, who holds that only by Gitin and Kedushin is a Tanai Kafel and the other halachas required, but not by Mamanis. I.e., by Maman, you don't need any of these halachas. And Taisvis on that Memalaf brings a riot to this from the fact that if one gives his friend an Esrug, as a Matana al Manas on Sukkot, as long as he gives the Esrug back, even if there was no Tanai Kafel, the Matana is good, and the borrower would be yaitz to the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrug, since by Mamanis, one does not need a Tanai Kafel. If a person became Tameh, he must be sprinkled with the Mepar Aduma on both day three and day seven. And one who is not sprinkled on both of these days does not become Tahar. The Mishnah. If a person marries a woman and says, I thought she was a Kahanis, but it turned out that she was a Levia, or vice versa, he thought that she was a Levia, but she turned out to be a Kahanis, the Kedushin is Chal. Since she didn't deceive him, he only thought that maybe she's a Kahanis, but it turned out she was a Levia. And we say, Dvarim Shebelev Enam Dvarim. Just because the person thought that does not necessarily mean that it's something that would have a bearing on the condition. Also, it is usher to make a tanai on something which doesn't yet exist in the world. You can't make a tanai on a davar shaleba liyalem. The Gemara. 
three people must be used to do the act of Tfilas Ger, since the Pasuk uses the term Mishpat regarding a Ger. So just like Mishpat is with three Dayanim, so too Tfilas Ger must be with three people. Rabbi Ezra ben Yaakov, Rebbe and Rameir, all hold Adam Makna Dover Shalabeli A person can make a Chalais on something which hasn't yet come to the world. the Mishnah. If a man is Makadash a woman on the condition that he speaks to the government on her behalf, or he works for her on a certain day, if he does one of these things, the Kedushin is Chal. But if he does not, the Kedushin is not Chal. And the Gemara says, this Chalais can still only be good if he gives her a Shava Pruta for the Kedushin. The next Mishnah. If he's Makadash on the Tanai that his father agrees to the Kedushin, if he agrees, the Kedushin is good. If he doesn't agree, the Kedushin is not good. If the father dies, then the Kedushin is good. Next Mishnah. A father was Makadash's daughter. He married her off and doesn't remember to who. And along comes a man and says, I married her. So we say he's believed. What if two people come? One says, I married her. And the other says, I also married her. Then both must give her a get. So she'll be able to be free to marry someone else. Otherwise, she'll be stuck because she could be married to either of them. Gemara. If, however, she doesn't remember who she married, and a man says, I was the one whom you're married to, we don't believe him. Rabasi says, this is because by saying she was married to someone, she makes herself an ish. So this man who comes along is a suffolk. So she becomes usher to him. The Gemara then says that a father is believed to testify that his son is bar mitzvah with regard to nadarim and so on and so forth. However, with regard to capital or corporal punishment, the father's edus is not good enough. Two edim are necessary to say that the young capital offender has indeed reached bar mitzvah before Bezdin can administer any einshim. Taisus explains that a father's credibility to testify to his son's age with regard to Nadarim is based on the assumption that a father generally is careful to accurately remember the age of his children, knowing that he is the one expected to keep such records. Taisus thus indicates that specifically a father is given the special credibility of testifying single-handedly to his son's age. Other people, however, will be believed that they testify as a pair of two edim, but not alone regarding if a son's bar mitzvah or not. The Mishnah Brura in Simen Nunhei, Sivkot and Memalef, writes that the same halacha applies with regard to including a young person as a tenth person to complete a minion. He says that only the father is believed to testify that his son is already bar mitzvah, but in the father's absence, testimony, edus of two witnesses, is required to establish the fact that the boy has in fact reached the age of bar mitzvah. The Rajbah, however, disagrees with Taisus and maintains that any single witness, not just the father, is believed to testify to the fact that a boy is bar mitzvah and capable of making a netter. He claims that the reason why the Brisa here in the Gemara specifies the credibility of the father is because otherwise one may have thought that a father as a relative has less credibility than other unrelated witnesses, but in truth any single witness is believed. Accordingly, any single aid, an aid echot, not just the father, is believed with regard to saying that a young boy has in fact reached the age of our mitzvah and that he can be included as part of a minion. the Mishnah. If a father says he married off his daughter when she was a katana, or he got a get for her, and now she's still a katana, then he's believed. But if she's already a gudayla, then he's not believed. Gemara. Rabbi Kiva holds that someone marries a woman who is usher to him, the kedushin is not chal at all, since we say, ein kedushin taifsin afilu b'chayvilavin. The Mishnah. If the husband says at the time of his death that he has children, he's believed, and his wife does not become zokuk liyibam, since yibam is only shaykh if a man had no children. But if he says that he had children, now she's free to marry anybody she wants, because he has children, therefore there's no yibam. If, however, he says, right before he dies, you know, I have brothers. Maybe we didn't know, maybe we did know, that once he says, I have brothers, so technically she should be zakuk li then he is not believed. 
the Gemara. He's only believed to make her mutter, not to asser her. So, for example, when he says at the time of his death that he has children, that we believe him, because that frees her, that makes her mutter to everybody else. If, however, she's zakuk liyibam, by saying that he has brothers, therefore she becomes zakuk liyibam, then he's not believed, because then she becomes asser l'chal adam. Our Mishnah is not like Rabnasa, who says a man is believed to make his wife asser l'chal adam. The next Mishnah. If a man, if man married off one of his daughters, and we don't know which one he married off, but he said, I married off the Gudayla, all of the daughters become Asr except for the youngest. This is the Shita of Rameir. According to Rabbi Yaisi, all are Mutter except for the oldest. Gemara. A father would not ignore a situation where he has a mitzvah to marry off a katana and try to affect the situation where he doesn't have a mitzvah to marry off his Gudayla daughter. All of the children of the Mishnah are Nichlal in the Suffolk, since it's a derech to call one daughter a gedela as long as there is someone around in the house who's actually younger. The klal is that if, there were, if we're dealing with a set period of time, for example, Chag Pesach, and a person said a lashon of al Pene, according to a mayor, this means until the end of Pesach. According to Rabbi Yaisi, this means until Pesach begins. Tafsamachai, the Mishnah. A man said to a woman, we're married, and she says, no, we're not married. So at that point, he cannot marry any of her relatives, since we say, shavya anafshei chaticha de isura. He was one that said we're married. Therefore, it's in effect he's making himself married to her, so to say. Therefore, any relatives of her becomes usher to him. But she can marry his relatives, since according to her, she isn't married to him at all. But if it was vice versa, she said we're married, but he says we're not married. He's mutter to her relatives, but she's usher to his relatives, because in her case now, it's she becoming the Gemara. If he decides to give her a get, it's a simon that they taka were married. So we also force him to give a ksuba to her as well. If two people marry in front of an Eid Echad, we're not chayshish likadushim. And Shmuel adds, even if both the husband and the wife agree they were married, this Eid Echad is still not enough to clearly establish a chaleis kadushin. Because to establish a chaleis kadushin, you need two full Eidim who actually see the kadushin. If a man was Megarish's wife and they slept together in a hotel, Beis Shammai says we don't need a second get, but according to Beis Hillel, they do need a second get. Hence we're chayshish for znus. Since once we have witnesses that saw seclusion, we can assume that they had bia as well. Since hein hein ede yichud, hein hein ede bia. The Gemara says that the husband and wife agree that they're married. The Gemara asks, why don't we say, like we say by mamun, that haidas baldin kamei edim dami? The Gemara answers, by mamun, if the leiva says, I owe money, he's believed, since only he loses, but doesn't cause a loss to anyone else. Mashi'enkin by kedushin, if we believe that Ruvain married to Rachel, all of Rachel's relatives lose because they'll all become usher to marry Reuven. That's why we need two Edom. So we only say Haidas Baldin Kameh Edom Dami if the person who's making the Haidah is the only person who could lose. But here, all the brothers and sisters will lose because they won't be able to marry the respective spouse of their sister or brother. If one witness or the owner of an animal says that the animal injured someone or partook in Znus, they're believed to passel the animal for use as a carbon. The Gemara says if an Eid Echad says Rachel was Mazana and Ruvain her husband was silent, so Abaya says the Eid Echad is believed, since we say Shtika Kaida. But according to Rava, the Eidus is worthless. It's, this is a case of Erva, and the Halacha is Ein Davar Sheva Erva, Pachas Mishnayim. Doesn't matter, you always need two witnesses anytime it has anything to do with Arais. The Gemara says Yanai HaMelech went out and captured 60 towns. When he returned, he brought the Chachamim together and said, even though we now have a lot of wealth, but Zecher Lamikdash, when they didn't have a lot of money at the time of the Beis HaMikdash, and they only ate vegetables, let us too eat vegetables on our Shulchanei Zohar. And after a particular Maisa where he was embarrassed, Apikursus came to Yane. He killed many of the Chachmi Yisrael, 
and a lot of the Torah was lost from the world until Shimon ben Shetach restored it. From a Misa regarding a mikveh in Megura, which had a suffix Arboim saw, we learn that an Eidachot is not believed in a Dover Sheba Erva. Rabbi Tarfin says, since the mikveh has a cheskas tahar, the suffix of 40 saw cannot be mafkiat from tahar, from tahara. Rabbi Akiva says, we look at the man, he has a cheskas tuma, so the suffix cannot make him tahar. But in the end, Rabbi Tarfin agreed with Rabbi Akiva. If we find a kayan is a chal, all of his previous aveda still remains kosher, as we see from the pasuk by Levi. Hashem will bless his hosts, and the works of his hands will be accepted. Barech Hashem chele, ufayel yadav tirza from B'zayis HaBracha. Chele can be read as cholol as well. If a kayin is a balmum, his avayda is pasal, even if the work is done b'shaygig, since by Pinchas it says, hinani naisen is brisi shalem. The avayda is accepted only if shalem, only if he has shalem. The word shalem is red shalem. But if he has a mum, then it isn't accepted since he isn't shalem. I but the Pasuk says Shalim with a Vav, not Shalim without a Vav. Our answer is since Vav is only a half of Vav. If you look into the Torah, the Vav is only a half of Vav. Therefore, it can also be read as Shalim. Mishnah. Where a marriage is kosher and can be typhus, the yichas of the child will go after the father. For example, if the father is a kain, then the son will be a kain. However, if the marriage is something which is really usher, for example, a grushal a kain, the yichas of the child will go after the pogum. And if the Kedushan is not typhus at all, for example, relations with an Erba, then the child becomes a Mamzer. If a man from Chutz Laaretz has relations with a Knanis, one of the seven nations that we're, we are Mechuyev to kill out, and they have a son, how do we know that we look at the Yichas of the father, and therefore the son isn't from the Shiva Umais? We don't kill him, but we can use him as an Evan. We learn from the Pasuk in Vayikra, Begam Mibnei HaTayshavim. How do we know that Kedushan is not typhus to an Erba? To something, for example, which is a chayvek krisis, we learn from the pasuk of a yatsami beisai, the halcha leish acher. Acher comes to say that kedushin is only chal to an acher, not to a karav, not to a relative. Anything that's an erba, the punishment for bemezid is kares, for bishaygig is chatas, and all arayas are learned from achais isha that kedushin is not typhus. Tafsamachas. Abayah says that everyone, even Rabbi Akiva, who holds that a child from Chayve Lavin is a mamzer, but he agrees that the child of a nida is not a mamzer. Aye, but if Kedushin is not typhus in a nida, the child should be a mamzer in a relationship which involved a nida. Gemara answers, from Chizkiyahu says this is, that there's a special pasuk by nida that says if someone has relations with a nida, Kedushin is typhus. Rabbi Akiva does agree, however, that Baula Lekayin Gadol is a case that Kedushin is typhus since it's an assay. That isn't Shava by Kail. It's only relevant to a Kain Gadol, not to anyone else. Therefore, the Vlad in that case would not be a Mamzer. I want to ask, how do we know that if one marries a Gaita, is the Kedushin not Typhus? How do we know that it's not Typhus? In the Pasuk, in Devarim, it says, Lo bam. So the Kedushin is not Typhus, and the Yichas of the child goes after the mother. And since the Pasuk says, Bincha, the only time it's called Bincha is if the child is born to a Jew, not to a Gai. The Mishnah. Rabbi Tarfin says a mamzer can purify his children in the following manner. Let the mamzer marry a shivcha, and the child will be nisiaches after the mother. And if you free this child, he becomes a full ben charen, without the psul of mamzeris hanging over him. Rabbi Lezer says, no, this child, even in this case, remains a mamzer. And finally, the Gemara here questions whether this halacha of Rabbi Tarfin is only bidiavid, or even lachatchila. Lamaisa, the Gemara, paskins like Rabbi Tarfin. This marks the end of our parak. 
Now let's begin the fourth parak, Asara Yuchsin, in the Mishnah on Dapsamachtas. Ten different types of genealogical families went up from Bavel with Ezra HaSeifer, and he brought them to Eretz Yisrael so the Batei Dinim could eventually decide if they could be Ma'arev, could they mix and marry into Klal Yisrael. These ten were Kohanim, Levim, Yisraelim, Chalolim, Chalolim are Kohanim who were born from mothers who were Psula Lekohuna, for example, a Grusha Lekayin. Number five, Gerim, converts. Number six, Haruri, these were the slaves that became free. Number seven, Mamzerim, children who were born from a relationship of Erva, where the Kedushan is not Typhus. Nesinim is number eight, descendants of the Givainim who became Gerim in the days of Yehoshua. Yehoshua was geyser that they can't marry into Klal Yisrael. Number nine is Shtuki, and number ten, Asufim. These are Sveke Mamzerim. The Mishnah then says, the halacha is that Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim can intermarry with each other. Leviim, Yisraelim, Chalolim, Gerim, and Haruri can intermarry with each other. Masha'enkin Akayin cannot marry Chalolim, Giyarim, or Bascharim. Can't marry a Bascharim since she has a Cheskas Zaina. Gerim, Haruri, Mamzerim, Nesinim, Shtuki, and Asufim can intermarry with each other. What is a Shtuki? A Shtuki is one who knows his mother but does not know his father. And a Sufi is one who was abandoned in the market and doesn't know who either of his parents are. And the Gemara asks, why did the Mishnah use the Lashon of Asara Yuchsin Olu Mi Bavel? Why didn't the Mishnah use a Lashon of Olu Le'eretz Yisrael? Why did it have to talk about that they came from Bavel? Why didn't the Mishnah simply say that they went to Eretz Yisrael? Gemara answers, to teach us about the geography or the topography of Eretz Yisrael. That the Beis Hamikdash was higher up than the rest of Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael was higher up than other countries. The Kamta, the Alisa, they went up from Bavel to a higher place, i.e. to Eretz Yisrael, from a lower place, i.e. Bavel. The Gemara says all of these people who went up from Bavel with Ezra, Abaya says they went up on their own free will. Rava says that Ezra had to force them to go up to Eretz Yisrael in order to clean up the problems of Bavel to prevent bad assimilation. Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel said, Eretz Yisrael is like a melting pot of dough compared to Bavel, and that its mixture is of many different nationalities who don't really know each other. Similar, I guess, to how it is all over the world with Jews, where many places in the United States or Israel or Europe or wherever you might be, it's always basically a melting pot of Jews who came from all over the world. According to one Mandiyamar, if we see a Kayin in a certain town eating truma, we can assume that he must be a Kayin, and one can marry off his daughter to him, and he can do Avedah also in the Beis Hamidosh, because he has a Cheskas Kasha. Tafayin. A guy or an Eved who has relations with a Bas Yisrael, the children will be Mamzerim. Rabbah Barbarchana said, anyone who marries a woman from an improper lineage, it is like he has plowed up the world and seeded it with salt, and nothing good will come from it. Rabbah Barav Ada said, anyone who marries a woman for her money will have children who won't go in the proper path, and they'll also lose all of their money quickly. In Kuntras al-Hadaf, they bring Rashi, who says and who indicates that Rav was only discouraging marriage with an unworthy woman for the sake of her money. But he was not referring to one who marries a worthy woman for the sake of her money. The Ramah in Shulchan Arach, Evan Ezer, Simon Beis, cites the opinion of the Rivash, who likewise says that it's mutter to marry a woman for the sake of her money, provided she is worthy and suitable. However, the Ramah also cites the opinion of the Archas Chaim, who maintains that although one may accept a dowry from his in-laws, nevertheless, if he delays the engagement or the wedding on account of the diary, i.e., in order to wait for his in-laws to fulfill their commitment, or by holding out for a specific amount of money, then, in that case, he's considered nice of the shame moment, one who marries for the sake of money, and he's in violation of Rav's halacha. The Vilna Gain further asserts that, according to the Archas Chaim, the determining factor for nice of the shame moment, when one marries a wealthy woman, depends on whether he would have married the same woman even if she had been poor. 
Thus, any time money is the deciding factor in someone's shidduch, he's considered to be over on the Isser, here brought down by Rav, of Naisei L'Shem Mamon. The Gemara then says that if one marries a woman who is Psula, Eina Hagenis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give him Malkus, and Eliyahu will curse him because he ruins the yichas of his children and his pagim, his family. Anyone who walks around and talks bad about the yichas of other families, it's a sin that he himself must have problems with his own yichas. When a person is appointed as the head of a community, it is also for him to do manual labor in public, since as the head of such a hush of a position, it's considered a gnai. Shmuel said a person cannot use a woman for no reason, stam, to do little jobs for him, because it's degrading to her, whether she's a katana or whether she's a gadala, since it could bring to erva. In fact, even a woman's voice is considered an erva, kail isha erva. Also, you shouldn't ask about the welfare of a woman so it doesn't lead to an act of erva. In Mars, anyone who claims that he is from the house of the Hashmanaim must be an Evid, since there were no Hashmanaim left after Hurdis killed all of them. Mars says there are two family genealogies in Nahardah, the Debeyayna, the family of doves, and the Debey Arvasi, the family of ravens. Pashkar ben Omer owed 400 slaves, and all of them intermingled with the Kahanim and married Kahanim. So later, any Kayan who had Azuspanim, who had a lot of chutzpah, they knew that he must come from the family, from a family of Avadim. Rabbi Chama Barchanina said that when a Kaddish Baruch Hu allows his Shechina to shine on the world, it only allows the Shechina to shine on families that have the full yichas of Klal Yisrael, not Gerim, as we learned from the Pasuk in Yermia. Rabbi Chalbay said that Koshim Gerim Yisrael kesapachas. Gerim are like to Klal Yisrael, like Tsaras. They cause trouble for Klal Yisrael, since they are not Bikiyim in all the mitzvahs. This is how Rashi explains it. Dafayin Alf. Of all the Shvatim, Shevet Levi was singled to be purified first. Originally, the 12-letter Shem Hashem, the Chachamim used to give over to anyone. When people started to misuse it, for example, in Duchening, then they stopped giving it over. The Gemara says, if you see two families who fight with each other, one of them must be Pasal, i.e. it's a simon from Shemayim that they fight, so neither will want to marry into each other's families, because there's some kind of a Yichas problem in one of the families. The Gemara says, Babel is considered the highest level of Miyuchasim, Bavel includes all the land up to the river Pras on the east and the Chidekel on the west. Others say that the western border goes a bit further than the Chidekel. This question about the borders of Bavel regarding Yichus is the same question regarding the halachas of Gitin. Where exactly is the border of Bavel to determine whether Bafane Nechtav or Bafane Nechtam, which normally needs to be said when a Shliach brings a get, needs to be said here or not? When Rebbe was going to die, he began to talk Nevoah, and he spoke about places that were full of Znus. Gemara says, we learn, Ein tzaddik nifter tzaddik that when a tzaddik dies, he doesn't actually die until another tzaddik is created and comes into the world to actually take his place. We learn this from the Pasuk in Kaihelas, V'zarach HaShemesh Uba HaShemesh, when one Shemesh goes, the other then comes. As we know, as we learned from many of the Tanoim, when Rabbi Akiva died, Rabbi was born. When Rabbi died, Rabbi Yehuda was born. Rabbi Yehuda died, Rava was born. And when Rava died, Rav Ashi was born. Rabbi Yaisi says, Mamzerim and Asinim, Lo'asid Lavai, will become Tahar. According to Rabbi Meir, they will not become Tahar. And we paskin it like Rabbi Yaisi. However, there's a fundamental disagreement amongst the Rishayim as to the meaning of this, as is brought in Kuntris al-Hadaf. The Ramban maintains that when Mashiach comes, even the Mamzerim Vadoim, the definite Mamzerim, will be purified and permitted to marry Bikal Hashem into the rest of Klal Yisrael. The Rush and Ran, however, disagree 
and maintain that Rabbi Yaisi just means that the families that will have tainted genealogy due to unidentified mamzerim who married into their family over the generations will not be exposed by Eliyahu Navi and will not be rejected from Klal Yisrael. The Gemara then brings Rabbi Yaisi who says that a mamzer is allowed to marry a ger since a ger is not considered to be Bikal Hashem. Rabbi Yehuda says a ger shouldn't marry a mamzeris since a ger is Bikal Hashem. Tafayin Gimel. A shtuki is someone who knows who his mother is, but not who his father is. I mean, a tira, a shtuki is kosher, as long as she wasn't an ish, despite the fact that we don't know who the father is. This is because to a single woman, rive men are kosher, only a mute are puzzle, for example, if he's a mamzer or a relative. And since he came to her, we say, called a parish, meruba parish. The father separated himself from the rive, who are all kshirim. I, the Gemara asks, let's say that she went to them, and since they're kavua, so even if he's possibly kosher, but he's potentially part of a pasalamiyut, which is 50-50. So it's possible. Our answer is the child is still kosher, since the Torah says, Only a mamzer vada is possible, not a mamzer suffolk. He can marry into the kal Hashem. However, Midr Abanan, a shtuki, should not marry into the kal Hashem. If a child was found in the street and he had a bris milah, it's a simon that he couldn't be possible, since no one would be bothered to make a mila if he wouldn't clearly be Jewish. And therefore he is not considered an Asufi. But if he's found abandoned in a Rosh Hashanah, we're chayshish that he is an Asufi.